We can't take your mother's money, I say. I'm totally committed to tapestry, but the overwhelming likelihood is we're going to fail, and we won't be able to pay your mother back. This is my dream. I want to make it happen. Since I was a kid, I believed I could make a digital friend for people who have nobody. Tapestry is the best way of getting it out to everyone. She sticks her fingers in her ears, then pulls them out. Right now, that dream feels like a million pounds weighing down on my shoulders. I have no idea what to say to her. I want her dream to live just as I want my dream to live. Let's talk to the lawyers and make an agreement so, even if Tapestry goes down, you keep all the rights to your chat software. Igloo's got her hands over her ears. What'd you say? I said we should... Forget it. Why are you covering your ears? That heinous noise. How can you stand it? What noise? Like fingernails on a chalkboard, she says, although much higher pitched. I don't hear a thing. You're really old. No offense, but you lose hearing at the upper frequencies when you're old. Jeez. I'm not that old. Old enough. Hold on. I'll show you on a sound meter. She leaves with her hands still over her ears. When she comes back a few minutes later, she's got earplugs in, and she's carrying a tablet with a fancy microphone plugged into the USB port. This is a sound spectrum analyzer. We use it when we're recording. This graph is by frequency along the bottom, amplitude vertically. As she speaks, the graph jumps up and down on the left-hand side. That's my voice. Now look over here. She pinches and zooms into the right-hand side of the graph. The area between 20 and 22 kilohertz is pegged, she says. Indeed, the graph jumps up and down in that range. You can't hear that. Most people can't. I'm pretty sensitive to high frequencies. This is right at the upper limit of what regular speakers produce. She moves the microphone around, and the graph jumps even higher as it nears my phone, and high again when it nears the cardboard box. Oh, God. Is there anything you can do so I can hear it? She nods. A frequency shift? Hold on. A few seconds later, I hear a warble, similar to an old-fashioned modem. My heart jumps into my throat. Oh, God. I grab my phone and hold the power button down until the phone does a hard shutdown, or appears to. The screen blinks and goes dark, but the sound meter is still active. I seize my desk lamp by the gooseneck and smash the weighted base down on my phone, splintering the screen. I keep pounding until shards of electronics go flying. Holy shit! Igloo ducks away, shielding herself from debris. Then she stands upright and turns the display toward me. The frequency meter has dropped to zero. Igloo stares at me, then the desk and the remnants of my phone. She pulls back her hood. That's, uh, weird, dude. What's going on? I'm breathing heavy, a rush of adrenaline kicking in from my act of violence. I isolated that computer, I say, pointing to the cardboard box, so nobody could access the data on it. That sounded like an old acoustic modem. It must be an ultrasonic exploit to work around air gaps. I didn't think... I sink into the chair.
I'm not merely being investigated by the government. I must be on active watch. There are probably agents sitting outside the building right now waiting for me. Who would do that? Igloo asks. The government? I blurt out. You think the government is spying on you? I nod, afraid she's going to conclude I've mentally lost it. That makes sense, Igloo says. Imagine what a threat tapestry would be to their ability to spy on us. Decentralized, encrypted, power to the people. Of course the NSA will be pissed. Oh, I say, suddenly feeling dumb. I assumed the government was after me for killing people. That's my guilt speaking. It makes more sense they'd watch me because I'm threatening their ability to monitor the population.